So a question just came through our Deep Game Forum that I would consider to be one of the most important questions for you to ask yourself. And uh, the, I'll share it with you now. The question goes like this. When you were at the point in your basketball career where you were working your hardest, what was a typical day like? Did you get any free time? Did you even have to work as hard as you thought? How was your enjoyment of the game? Now, when you were at a point in your basketball career where you weren't necessarily working the hardest, but you were playing your best and enjoying the game the most, what was a typical day like then? Can you compare these two stages in your career? And here's the important point here. I'm trying to see if I actually even have to work as hard as I think I do. Sometimes I wanna watch a TV show or movie that really inspires me, but I feel like if I don't give everything I have, I won't stand a chance at all. I feel like I need to make myself endure as much as possible right now so that I won't have to endure as much later on because I'd rather endure it all right now. Okay, so it might sound familiar if you're really serious about basketball and obsessing about this goal. We've all felt this way, right? Where you, it, it sort of feels like you have to give all of your attention and all of your focus to this one singular goal of making it in basketball. And if you don't spend every waking moment focused on this goal, you're not going to achieve it. I felt this way, okay? And so I'll answer the first part of this question first, which is what did a typical day, like, day look like when uh, you were working your hardest, okay? And I'll divide my career up into kind of three stages. The first stage I'll call the struggle, okay? Because it really was just a struggle. And this is the stage where I was probably working... Um, I certainly wasn't working the smartest, but I was working the hardest. And this is where I'd get dropped off in the gym at usually 9 a.m. whenever it opened. And then I would get picked up at the end of the workday at, at 5 p.m. by my parents. And in between, I would train. And uh, <laughs> this is not the approach that I would recommend, but I basically spent all day, all day long in the gym. I thought that if I missed a day, my shot would completely go away and deteriorate. Um, I, I was just fanatical, and I, I thought every waking moment had to be focused on this goal. Otherwise, I wasn't going to make it. That was, of course, not true. And this approach basically netted me. I think the, the highest I got was like 10 points per game at this stage in my career. I was not playing nearly as well as I um, would have hoped after working that hard. Not only that, but I was pretty miserable. I had no social life. Uh, I had no girlfriend. I had really nothing else going on except for basketball. And so all of my... Uh, I was so attached to this goal and I had put everything into it that it felt like when it didn't work out and it continued not working out, um, it was like the world was cr crumbling down around me because my entire world was basketball. Now, later on, I figured out uh, a little bit more about training. I started researching and, and really, really studying and kind of... Uh, figured out the right approach. And I would call this, this section of my career my prime, okay? During my prime, <laughs> let's call it, I trained usually about twice a day. Uh, I, I wanna say five or six days a week, I would have one workout in the weight room and I would have one uh, on-court skill workout and I'd often scrimmage as well. Um, so twice a day, let's say 90 minutes or so per session. The weight room was a little bit less. So all in all, I didn't spend more than probably three hours a day on the court. Um, 
that's a far cry from like the eight, nine, 10 hour days I was putting in early on, but I got really, really good. And I got really good, really fast. And um, this is when a lot of the talent inside of me started to show and started to come out and I was enjoying it a lot more. But one of the critical differences here, and this is the point that I really want you to get, is during that phase, my prime, I gave myself a ton of free time. When I was away from the gym, I would basically do whatever I wanted. I would hang out with friends, I would play NBA 2K, I would hang out with my girlfriend, I would um, just kind of like do what I felt like, watch movies, watch TV shows. Um, you know, I, I was like really into friends back then, so I was binge watching friends. I was living my life outside of basketball and not every waking moment went into basketball and that took so much pressure off. So that when I got onto the court, I felt like a well-rounded human being who had other stuff going on. And if I had a bad game, it didn't matter all that much because I'd go home, hang out with my girlfriend, you know, binge watch a couple episodes of Friends, whatever the case may be. And I just felt so much better. And it, it was some of the like happiest um, times of my basketball career were spent during that phase. Now, later on, I got hurt and I tore cartilage in my hip, I had to get surgery. And when I came back, I was really, really... I was just feeling, we'll get into this in another video, but I was feeling really detached from basketball. I was feeling, I was starting to question whether I really wanted to play anymore. And so I essentially stopped training. Uh, I couldn't train because I was hurt, but by the time the season rolled around, I hadn't trained at all. The only training I really enjoyed doing anymore or, or that really felt worth it was actually in the weight room because I just really liked to lift heavy. I was like this testosterone filled teenager, right? So my friends and I, I built this garage or, or gym in my garage and my friends and I would just go crazy in there for like 90 minutes a day, uh, four or five days a week. We'd have strongman workouts, like pulling, uh, pulling weights and ropes and, and tossing uh, empty kegs and, and like doing strongman training basically on Saturdays. And I, I was like a full-time weightlifter during this period of time. And I was uh, playing for my team. This happened to be the best year of basketball that I've ever played, actually. And I played on a semi-professional team and played really, really well. Um, you know, I was just playing really good basketball and not training at all. And yes, part of the reason for that was because I'd put in the work ahead of time um, during what I would call my prime. But I was so detached from basketball that I just did not care. And I stepped on the court without a care in the world, just enjoying every moment of playing the game with my friends and uh, enjoying my life, quite honestly. And that's when I played my best. And so it's, it's kind of strange to look at that trajectory, right? The harder I worked and the more fanatical I was and the more time I put in, the worse I played. And then when you get into like my prime years, I kind of laid off on that. I got smart about training, but I gave myself room to like live my life, played much, much better. And then when I gave it all up at the end, I played my best. And that's not to say you can, uh, you know, average 24 points per game, not training at all like I did in my final year. The only reason I could do that is because I did put in the work ahead of time, but psychologically, look at that. <laughs> like, look at that. It, it's, it's so dramatic to see that the less fanatical and the less obsessed I was about achieving the goal, the easier it came to me. And I went on to get a scholarship, go to college. I got re-injured in college training camp, which uh, was, you know, we'll get into that in another video. Pretty, um, 
pretty disappointing. But uh, in any case, just playing really, really good basketball when I was completely detached from the outcome entirely. So that brings us back to the question that this player posed. Do I actually have to work as hard as I think I do? And I, I know this player, this is somebody who basically, like many of the, the players in deep game, focuses all of their uh, attention on their basketball goals. And I, I read the training logs in our deep game forum and guys will wake up super early, meditate for 45 minutes, go to the gym to train, come back, watch film, go to the gym again to lift weights, uh, you know, like spend the afternoon doing more deep game training, studying more film, go to the gym again, come home, like meditate again. Every single waking moment is completely focused on basketball. And it's, you know, for a lot of these players, it's really, really causing a lot of suffering. And like it did for me, it's actually causing them to play worse. And here's where we get into the, the really critical point, okay? To understand this, we need to discover and, and, and see what is really causing this obsession. What is causing this obsession with basketball success? What's causing the obsession and, and this like all out 24 hour, a day, seven day a week focus on basketball is fear. It's fear. And really look at this, okay? If you're so obsessed with achieving the goal, it's because you're afraid of what will happen, what it means in your life, who, who, what kind of person this makes, uh, this means you are, if you don't achieve the goal, you're afraid of how people will look at you because you failed. You'll, you're afraid of all of this hard work not paying off. You're afraid of uh, what you may end up doing later on in life. You're afraid of the regret. You're afraid of never feeling what it's like to really be a legitimately dominant player in this game. And the feeling is incredible. Trust me, it's it's worth wanting, okay? I like. It really is an incredible feeling to walk on the floor and know that you are the best player in that gym and you can do whatever you want to do. Like that is a good feeling and you're afraid of what if I never feel that way? What if all of this work was for nothing? So if it's fear that is driving all of this focus in basketball, right? If it's fear, then naturally, that means you are going to the gym each and every day when you, uh, and, and not even just the gym, when you sit down to do these long meditations, when you uh, are studying film, when you're going about your day in order to achieve this one goal, there's that seed of fear fueling it, okay? The entire time, fear is fueling all of this. That means you're training in fear, you're scrimmaging in fear, you're playing in fear, and everything that you're doing is in fear. Um, the analogy that I gave to one of our players recently was that of an investor, okay? And we know that <laughs> if you're investing money, the absolute worst thing you can do is make decisions and take actions based on fear. Fear of missing out on like the next Bitcoin surge or fear of missing out on like the Tesla stock that's about to skyrocket. If you're making any investment decisions based on emotion, on fear, you're ruined, okay? Like you, you will absolutely sooner or later go completely broke. That's like the first law of investing. Emotion must be separate, okay? In the same way, the way that we train and the way that we conduct ourselves off the court is the way that we're always going to play. And, and it's, it's really, really freaky when you realize how uh, 
pattern-oriented our minds are and how deep the grooves become when we approach something in the same way over and over. Our minds are like this complex network of patterns. And if you enter the gym in fear every single day, or, or rather I'll say it this way, the more you step on the court with fear, the more fear you will feel when you step on the court. It is a self-perpetuating mechanism. The more you do things in fear, the more fear that you have, okay? So this pattern perpetuates over and over and over and the way that you train will be the way that you play. And so early on in my career, when I was so afraid of not achieving the goal, and I was in the gym eight hours a day. That was eight hours of subconscious fear fueling every single shot I took, every move I made. And when I got onto the court later on, <laughs> that fear, you can better believe, was present for me every moment of every game. If you're feeling that, and it might not be like, we're not talking about full-on terror here. We're just talking about that little hint of anxiety and nervousness that is under the surface at all times. And that is what we need to detach from. And so the best piece of advice I can give you and uh, that I've given to all of our deep game players and the one that honestly I give to myself, I have to give to myself over and over and over because I struggle with this too, is give yourself free time. Give yourself free time to do whatever the heck you want to do and do that every single day. If that means like sitting on the couch with a bowl of popcorn, watching movies, do that. Right now, I'm I'm loving the show uh, Big Bang Theory, okay? I'm just so into this show. And I'm watching like an hour of Big Bang Theory every single day. And I love it. I love it. When I go back uh, to work at other times, I, I feel refreshed. I feel rejuvenated. I'm like looking forward to watching more episodes later on. It's just so nice. And, uh, you know, I, I did the same thing in the prime of my career. And then later on in um, that final year where I really played my best. I would, I think back then I was watching this show Two and a Half Men and I like loved that show. I had a girlfriend that I hung out with all the time. I had a couple different girlfriends during that phase. And so I always had other stuff going on. And so when I got onto the court, there wasn't that fear. There wasn't this like, um, you know, all the money I had was in a single investment. No, it, it was diversified and I had more going on for myself. So this is really, if there's one thing I could give you today, it's permission to live your life, be a human being. And I will promise you right now, NBA players do this, like literally all of them. You, the NBA players, when they're not training, are really lazy. And I know they won't like me saying this, but I promise you, they're sitting around playing video games and doing whatever, um, you know, whenever they're not in the gym. Michael Jordan certainly had a life outside of basketball and you've probably heard the stories. Uh, that dude was living his life. And even Kobe, believe it or not, Kobe Bryant was fanatical about waking up early, getting his training done, and then just chilling with his family the rest of the day. There, there's a funny story. Um, this isn't about his family, but uh, Kobe and Tracy McGrady, when they were, um, when they first came into the league, Kobe and T-Mac were good friends and they used to burn through afternoons just watching kung fu movies together, believe it or not. So 
these guys are resting. They're giving themselves other things to do in their lives. They go out and party. They hit on girls. They, you know, if they don't, they have wives and families and so on and so forth. And they, they have a multidimensional life. And that is one of the best things that you can do for yourself. Give yourself permission to rest and to take pleasure in that rest. Do things that you love outside of the game of basketball and it will make you love the game of basketball even more for it.